0: Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast, your go-to resource for all things real estate and all things St. Pete. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. Hello, and welcome to the Selling St. Pete podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Sanchez. On this episode, we are going to be talking about writing offers in a multiple offer situation. In our last episode, we talked about the mid-year market update and how in Pinellas County, we are experiencing a very high absorption rate, meaning the number of closed sales divided by the number of active sales Um, We are, we closed 96% of single family homes that were on the market in August, in June, that number was 97%. And so we are are seeing a a very large amount of pressure on the active listings that we have. In fact, we are operating at 1.4 months of inventory. And in a balanced market, which means you're not favoring the sellers or the buyers, you typically are looking at six to nine months of inventory. And again, we're operating at 1.4 months supply, which means if no other homes come on the market, that in 1.4 months we will run out of inventory. And so why why are we seeing that Um. One is we are experiencing a a mass migration to Florida, and and this has been happening for a few years, um, certainly since the tax code changes went into effect about three years ago. Um, Florida does not have a state income tax, and that combined with the the tax code changes, we have people that are in highly taxed states that... um, moving to Florida is much more favorable for them from a financial perspective. And so we see a lot of people making that move. Um, Let's face it, we have great weather here, Uh, especially if you like water, if you like boating or fishing. um, There are plenty of places where you can take advantage of that across the state. Um, And that means that nearly a 1,000 people are moving to Florida every day. And that in combination with right now, in comparison to this time last year, we have 43.6% fewer listings than were on the market. But that's not stopping all of the people migrating to Florida. So we have more people looking, fewer homes available, new construction is down. Um, on Nationwide, we're looking at about... million new construction units being built and you know the those numbers have been tracked since 1959 and the at the height of the real estate boom when new construction was at an all-time high we had about 2.5 million units being built and so in comparison to that we're about a, a million short of what had been built you know, in the height of the market um, contrasted by an all-time low of 478,000 units in 2010 during the real estate crash. Um, and despite having less inventory than this time last year, sales are up 4.6%. And so the increase in sales combined with the decrease in inventory is directly related to the rate of appreciation as buyers are willing to pay over list price due to inventory shortage. We also see buyers coming in from markets where real estate may have been more expensive and so they're willing to pay over market value because to them, they, it's value to them in comparison to a market that they're coming from, which also drives appreciation. So if you're obtaining a mortgage and you find yourself in a multiple offer situation, um, the first strategy that I would recommend is make sure you have all of your I's dotted and your T's crossed before you even start looking for a home. What does that mean? That means choose a lender who can provide you with a pre-approval as opposed to a pre-qualification. A pre-approval is a stronger method of telling a seller that you are the best candidate or you are a strong candidate to purchase the home. With a pre-approval, the lender has verified your assets typically with tax returns or Pay stubs, bank statements, and the like. And in many cases, they've run your file through desktop underwriting so that once you're in contract, um, you know, the primary conditions that need to be met are the inspection and making sure that you're able to bind an insurance policy, and then the appraisal to make sure that the bank will provide the loan. And make sure that your lender is available when you need him or her. Uh, Oftentimes, it's on the weekends or after hours when you're writing an offer. And if you have to make a last-minute change to that pre-approval letter, you want to make sure that you have the capability of doing that, that your lender will will do that for you. See if your lender is willing to call the listing agent. If you know there are multiple offers, um, I often recommend having the listing agent call or the lender call the listing agent to sing your praises and talk about what a strong buyer you are and that you're the best candidate. Um, Or minimally, be ready to answer questions if or when the listing agent calls. And then have your lender speak with your real estate advisor. Make sure that they are working as a team. Since the agent is going to be writing the offer, it's critical, especially in a multiple offer situation, that the agent knows how flexible he or she can be with the offer as it relates to the mortgage. Make sure that they know whether or not the property is in a flood zone and if flood insurance is going to be required and if that flood insurance might affect um, your ability to qualify for the mortgage. We see that happening in a number of situations or if there's an HOA or condo fee that may um, play a part in your ability to qualify for a mortgage. It's very important if you are obtaining a mortgage and you're running into multiple offer situations that your lender and agent are working as a team in lockstep. And once you have your financing lined up Um, and you're ready to write an offer, before you write the offer, find out what's important to the seller. One key strategy in writing a successful offer is making sure that it doesn't contain any non-negotiables for the seller. For instance, if you know there are items, let's say a chandelier or a washer and dryer, that do not convey in the sale make sure they're not included in the offer. Sometimes contracts automatically include a list of items such as appliances or fixtures or window coverings. But if you know that there's an item that's automatically included, so it might technically be included per the contract, but the seller doesn't want to include it, then strike that from a contract or write it in as an, as an excluded item. Um, it's also important to know the seller's timing to move. Some may be looking for a quick sale. Others may need extra time to find their next home. Make sure you know what your seller needs and present that in your offer. And if you're planning to make massive changes to the home or to the lot, you may wanna keep those details to yourself. You could potentially say something to alienate your offer and it has nothing to do with the offer price, especially as more and more homes have surveillance devices or recording devices, the Alexa, the ring, you know, surveillance video. There are sometimes sellers are listening when you are viewing a, a home And I once heard about a seller who was selling his home and opted to take a lower offer because the buyers whose offer they took loved the tree that he had planted in memory of a loved one, while the higher offer, the buyers were planning to cut the tree down to make way for a swimming pool. And for this seller it was more important to salvage the tree in memory of the loved one than to get the higher dollar price. So um, just be mindful of, of who may be listening when you're talking about what you want to do with the home. And remember that there are a number of elements to be negotiated when buying or selling a home beyond the offer price, such as the closing date. The length of the inspection period, whether or not they're willing to make repairs or if they want to sell the property as is, how much money is put down or put into escrow. Um, make sure you know what's important to the seller and whenever possible include those key elements. And then finally when you go to write your offer and this is critical in a multiple offer situation Write your best offer. I think it's human nature for sellers to want to price high and give themselves room to negotiate and for buyers to purchase a home below the price, below the list price, so they feel they got a deal. But as the saying goes, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And in a multiple offer situation, you may not have the opportunity to present a counteroffer. So you want to make sure you put your best foot forward. You want to make sure that if you don't wind up winning the, the bid, that you don't have any regrets that you would have done something differently because... Oftentimes, you know, buying and selling real estate is a stressful process and multiple offer situations can be stressful for sellers because, you know, they're oftentimes going to upset more people than they are going to make happy. And there are a lot of factors that they have to take into consideration. And so, you know, some, instead of calling for best and highest, will just make a decision of the offers that were presented as they were presented and not counter. Um, so be mindful of that as you're crafting your offer and know that paying a little extra doesn't necessarily mean that you're paying too much. One pricing strategy often called the auction effect is to price the home just below market value to try and garner multiple offers and drive the price up and it is critical to work with a real estate advisor who's a market expert and can tell you whether or not your offer is in the market or over the market and make sure that you're getting a market analysis to see where your offer price stands in relation to nearby and comparable homes. And make sure that you put down a large escrow deposit. This shows the seller that you have skin in the game and won't be inclined to cancel the contract for any little thing. That money is going to be going towards your down payment and closing costs anyway. So it's not as though you're paying extra money when you're putting that uh, escrow deposit down. And, you know, some people are also willing to put down additional escrow money after certain deadlines are met or contingencies are cleared. And so that could be a way to strengthen your offer. Consider an escalation clause and ask yourself, are you willing to pay the difference if the property doesn't appraise? If you are, make sure the seller knows that. With a large number of people who are migrating from other areas, um, perhaps areas where real estate is pricier, they may be willing to pay above market value because to them, the the market is is more affordable than the market that they were coming from. And so, um, again, if you're willing to to bridge that delta, if there is a delta between the appraisal, and the contract price, make sure that the seller knows that. And know that cash isn't always king. Um, Just because you are in a multiple offer situation, you're getting a mortgage, and you're up against a cash offer, the the cash offer doesn't necessarily win every time. I think um, that, you know, sometimes people who are getting a mortgage feel like they're always going to lose out to a cash offer. But at the end of the day, the seller walks away with the same amount of money no matter if the buyer chooses to finance with a conventional or VA, USDA, FHA mortgage or takes a cash offer. And so if, if the only thing that separates your um, offer is financing then you know the the seller may lean towards um, the cash offer because of fewer contingencies but if the closing date is important to the seller or there's a non-negotiable that's in the offer then potentially you have the opportunity to sway the seller to your offer and you know, when we talk about contingencies, if you're obtaining a mortgage, um, it's important to li- limit the number of contingencies as much as possible because in most cases, you're going to have a financing contingency um, that obviously a cash offer is not going to have an appraisal contingency. Um, and so I wouldn't recommend adding extra contingencies such as the sale of your property or um, unless it's under contract. And even then, I would probably recommend waiting until you're through the inspection period to write offers. Or if your property is under contract, or maybe you've just listed it, um, I would recommend maybe pairing it with a kickout clause just to give the seller a little more peace of mind that they have options should something come up in the transaction Um, ask your lender if they can shorten the loan approval period many lenders who have a thorough pre-approval process are able to do so and sometimes they're able to cut that in half or maybe even more than that you know maybe shorten the loan approval to say seven or eight days or seven to ten days versus 30 days and that can be huge when you are in a multiple offer situation Um, And some lenders are even waiving appraisals in certain circumstances. So if it is a situation um, where there is a very high demand on a property, find out from your lender if this is a scenario in which they would waive that appraisal. And if you don't win the bid, don't give up hope just yet. Find out if the seller is taking backup offers, and if so, submit a backup offer. This means that if the current deal falls apart, and that is happening a lot more in our current market, the property doesn't go back on the market, but rather it goes to the backup offer, and that could be you. Since restrictions for COVID-19 went into place in March, I've written four backup offers for four different clients, and in three or four instances, the first contract fell through and they went into contract. So especially in this tumultuous market, um, I would highly recommend writing a backup offer. Deals can fall through for a variety of reasons. Maybe the buyer's circumstances changed or their finances changed with everything that's happening with employment, with furloughs and layoffs because of the pandemic and, and the economic instability. We're seeing more and more people lose jobs. And unfortunately, if they are in escrow for a mortgage, a lot of times they lose their ability to purchase a home. And so... Um, Utilizing a backup offer is is a way that you might be able to get that bid, even if you didn't win it initially. Sometimes a buyer writes an offer that's high with the intention of trying to use the inspection period to negotiate the price down. And for sellers, if they have that backup offer, that provides them with leverage to say, you know, take it or leave it. And if you don't, then we're going to move on to the next offer. So, you know, submitting a backup offer, um, especially in this environment, could be a sound strategy to obtaining that, the, the home. And lastly, if you just want to avoid multiple offer situations at all costs, um, I have five tips on how you may be able to do that. First is ask your real estate advisor if they have access to pocket listings. Every good real estate advisor has access to off-market listings. I know that my brokerage has people who specifically seek out off-market properties that... Um, because they are off-market, are marketed to a a far smaller group of people than homes that are actively listed on the MLS. And you may be wondering why a seller would choose to sell a a property off-market. Well, if you're wondering that, check out episode 30, where we talk about pocket listings. And we talk about the reasons why a seller may choose to sell that way. Two... Consider for sale by owners. Um, As a real estate advisor, I have not yet come across a seller who would not be willing to compensate me for facilitating a sale with a buyer. So don't be afraid to share a property you see is being marketed for sale by owner with your real estate advisor. Since these homes are traditionally not syndicated to all of the sites that homes that are listed in the MLS are you typically have far less people to compete with Um, A third strategy is mail letters to homes Uh, this strategy is utilized by investors all of the time and it works particularly if if you're looking to be in a specific neighborhood or in a specific building or um, property built by a a specific builder, um, write a letter to the owners to see if if they are contemplating selling. And you may be able to strike up a deal without the home ever hitting the market. And so thus no competition. Um, Strategy number four, be the star of your own HGTV show. Do you love Property Brothers or Love It or List It, Fixer Upper? Um, Utilize the same loan product that people on those shows use to make the renovations to the homes. Um, Did you know that there are loan products out there that allow buyers to finance renovations into their mortgage so they don't have to come out of pocket to pay for those renovations? And if you don't know that, will then tune in to episode 13 where we talk about the renovation loans and what's detailed um what it takes to obtain one of those loans. Um and then finally look at the listings look at listings that have languished on the market, have high days on market. Um, sometimes the only thing wrong with those properties is that the seller was a little too aggressive with the list priced initially. And now the home has a stigma to overcome. And so days on market has a, an opportunity to drag uh, the sale of a home if buyers don't feel that the price matches the value. And so um, don't be afraid to look at a property that has been on the market for a long time. So in closing, if you are house hunting right now and you've struggled to have your offer accepted, I hope that this episode provides you with some tips and strategies that you can use in the future and that you are well on your way to purchasing your next home. Thanks so much for listening. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you can listen to future episodes. And if you have a show topic that you'd like to share with me or have a real estate related question that you'd like to ask, I'd love to hear it. You can call or text me at 719-201-5022 or you can reach me via email at Nicole at Selling com. That's N I C O L E at S E L I N G S T P E T E F L dot com